Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers, covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more, like .NET Maui. I'm Matt Sokup. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm David Ortnow. Oh, I needed to add that on there, Matt, because I was like, wow, we've like done so much over the last few months with having David on, you know, this is, this is probably going to be the last month of the Xamarin podcast as we start to make more and more transitions into .NET Maui as more previews have come and the RCs are on their ways at some point. There's so much coming on. So the, the, it, it's time to embrace, Matt. Are you ready? I'm I'm getting there. I'm I'm resistant to change all the time, but .NET Maui's coming along. And I'm glad we have David on the podcast because he's He's there to reassure me every step of the way that .NET Maui is going to be okay. Yes. I will give you a a verbal hug. How is that? (laughs) (laughs) And and if you followed along in the previews, and if you've been playing around with any of the .NET Maui previews, it feels familiar. So uh, (laughs) that is one thing that I I instantly feel comfortable Mm. getting in, creating UI, debugging, deploying. Nothing is, nothing feels foreign because it's, while it is new, it's not um, completely different, right? You know what I mean? I think that's the thing is it's, we've always said it from the beginning, it's not starting from from scratch. Mm-hmm. You're migrating your apps. You have the same, you know, control. Some things are a little bit different here and there, but there's some new things I've been playing around with, like the vertical stack layout and horizontal mm-hmm. stack layout and some new optimized things that kind of make my code a little bit better, which I think is really neat. But yeah, you got to just, you got to go all in, Matt, it's go time. Yep. And I'm guessing that familiarity is kind of by design. Am I right, David? You guys just didn't want to screw everybody up. You did it so <laughs> to make it easy for folks like me. Well, you know, the thing is, is we we uh, we talk to customers a lot, right? And so we we learn what goes well and what works well. And uh, we don't want to take that away. We want to build on that. That's the foundation. Um, and so all the work that we've been doing and continue to do in .NET Maui is towards that end. Let's solve customer pain and let's, uh, you know, capitalize on the areas where we can expand and improve and innovate. How about a .NET Maui update? Um, so having talked about all the things that are familiar, I'm going to kick this off by telling you about something that is completely new. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we are now what is, uh, we call a .NET workload. Um, so this is, uh, it's all backed by NuGet in that NuGet is the infrastructure, uh, by which we deliver all of our installs for Android, iOS, Mac OS, um, as well as Maui. Blazor and, and all that sort of thing. Um, so with the .NET installer, you can actually install optional workloads, of which Maui is now one. So um, if you are a command line junkie uh, and you really, really enjoy getting getting uh, your fingers dirty with the keystrokes, then this is for you. Uh, so you can do a .NET workload install command and pass Maui as the workload ID, and it will go out and grab all the SDKs that you need to be able to run a Maui application. 
The only thing it's not going to do for you is get your Android emulators, your iOS Xcode installed, and some of those other third-party dependencies. But in terms of all the .NET things, it's going to do that for you. Now, the good news is, jumping to the other side, the very familiar experience, this is all still part of the Visual Studio installer experience. So when you go install Visual Studio in a future release, uh, this isn't there yet, but it will use that same workload infrastructure, but giving you that familiar installer experience. So you'll check the box on the .NET MAUI workload inside the installer, and you'll also get all of the uh, all the SDKs you need, but then it'll all additionally give you the Android emulators mm. and tell you if you need Xcode installed, all that sort of thing. Open JDK, I think, is another dependency that it wants to get for you. And, and all your templates are also bundled with it. How um so we we've talked a lot about Maui Check, which is a command line tool from right. John Dick. Like how different is this experience? Or is like, is this the new standard experience? Are they both experiences that developers can can use? Or mm-hmm. how does that work? Yeah. So the the .NET workload, you know, verb, uh, if you will, that's we call it a verb on the uh, CLI, the command line interface. So uh, this is the first party .NET way of doing things. Um, and so it works as well with other workloads, not just Maui, not just Android iOS, but uh, as well as uh, WPF and other workloads. The Maui check tool actually uses all this same workload stuff behind the scenes. Mm. So it kind of is a facade, uh, a value add on top of the .NET workload install. Um, the dot, uh, the Maui check tool will stick around for as long as it's useful. Um, but more and more of the functionality we have there, uh, we'll be talking to the team that owns the .NET installer and how we can, you know, bring things together, um, and make them all work nicely together. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's good to hear. There's a unification of it. Like things are in progress, obviously. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, what you saw from us is that uh, in the very early days of the installer, uh, you know, we didn't have a way to install all the uh, new, you know, the Xamarin SDKs and things that were being unified into .NET. So we had to fill that gap with something. And the Maui check tool was a nice way to fill that gap. It turned out to be so nice and useful that it's like, hmm, maybe this has uh, more life to it. And, and so either it lives on or we bring those things into the uh, .NET installer or the .NET command line itself. So we'll see how we'll see where that goes. Um, so in terms of some other cool things coming, we have a preview six that is baking, if you will, um, and we're, we're getting ready to serve that out to everybody. Uh, in this release, we're going to have uh, some gestures introduced. Um, so you know that controls that have first-party gesture support themselves, you can already be doing that. Uh, buttons react to your gestures, etc. But you also have the ability to attach gestures to any other view element. So uh, Android, I believe, has been uh, committed and, and merged. iOS and the other platforms are not far behind. So as much of that as gets in will be there in Preview 6. Um, I noticed that we also have clipping support um, for shapes. So that gives you the ability to mask different pieces of your UI. And something that I'm excited about, it's not necessarily a huge feature update, um, but we have now added a platforms folder to our single project template. So what this effectively means is that uh, the Android, iOS, Mac, and Windows subfolders can all now be nested up nice and tidy up inside of a platforms folder. 
doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you uh, create a new application and you look at that folder structure, just seeing how nice and tidy it is gives you that nice, good, good greenfield experience. You know, you're like, okay, sweet. The future is full of hopes and rainbows and bunnies. Um, so that's a nice addition as well. So these things are all coming. Uh, we're going to be shipping coinciding with uh, Visual Studio 2022 Preview 2, uh, which will be coming out very soon. I can't give you a, an exact date, but let's call it imminent. Um, and uh, it looks like for the future releases, uh, we will be shipping lockstep with Visual Studio. Um, so that's pretty cool. You can expect to get new hot reload experiences, new single project experiences, XAML hot reload, hot restart will start to make an appearance um, in coming releases. And uh, we also have a whole migration strategy for those of you who have existing Xamarin applications, whether they're Android and iOS, um, whether they are Xamarin Forms, to bring your CS project to the newest uh, format that everything in .NET uses now. Uh, we have the Try Convert utility, and then we have the .NET Upgrade Assistant. So it's actually all bundled together. We talk about them as separate things, um, but uh, we're going to make it easy on on you and on us. And it's all going to just be part of the .NET Upgrade Assistant. You will be able to, in the very near future, be able to try this out on your existing projects. It will convert your CS Proj, as I mentioned, and it will also do some additional work to move your namespaces from Xamarin Forms, if you're using that, to .NET MAUI. Uh, of course, the namespace is actually Microsoft.MAUI. Um, so uh, you can look forward to trying that out probably in the next few weeks from the time that you're hearing this podcast um, or from the time that we publish the podcast. I don't know. I don't know when you're hearing it. I don't have that that foresight. Um, but that's, that's really cool. So we're looking forward uh, to seeing that as well. And then... Um, Little Bird kind of told me that we will start to see some Visual Studio for Mac releases soon that support .NET 6 and MAUI. Um, can't, can't give a date on that, but uh, I've seen pictures. I've seen GIFs. I, I know it works, so I'm very excited to see that as well. It's all coming together, basically, is what you're saying. And that's, yeah. that's kind of really cool. So I'll definitely take you know, take that for a spin on the tri and try convert. Cause I'm assuming that the try convert stuff and the try and the, the upgrade assistant will get you so far. And then there's probably some, mm -hmm. some cleanup. I know. And there's, there's documentation already too. I think we talked about it last podcast, but there's also some information on how to upgrade there manually today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the manual upgrade is, you know, depending on obviously how complex uh, your your project, your solution is, um, it's pretty straightforward to to make that transition. Um, I, I think a good tried and true way of doing it, uh, and I've done this in the past. I remember when we made the jump from, uh, what was it, the old MonoTouch to Xamarin and then the iOS unification. Um, it was much easier just to create a new solution. Mm. and then copy your full files over. <laughs> uh, seems like cheating, but it's just a whole lot cleaner sometimes. Um, so that's one way to go. Yeah, we'll have additional guides, and then um, there will be some additional things to look out for uh, depending on what you're using. Of course, we want to make sure that third-party projects, or excuse me, third-party libraries like Nougat you might be using are compatible. Um, and, you know, 
people like Progress Telerics, Syncfusion, and other of the larger component vendors, DevExpress, Cryalkit with uh, from UX divers, are all uh, on on their trajectory to having support for .NET MAUI and .NET six. So we at least know that uh, that there will be plenty of support from them. And then I'm seeing uh, plenty of other library open source maintainers uh, readying their libraries as well. Prism is available. Fresh MVVM is nearly available. Um, so lots of movement in the ecosystem as well. And we'll have guides to steer you through all of that. Uh, I really think you know the, ma- the majority of the work will be handled by the upgrade assistant, but we'll put that to the test. And we hope that you will also, dear listeners, put it to the test uh, when we start releasing previews of it. Let us know where uh, it doesn't upgrade you all the way and um, you can help us formulate those guides. Awesome. I, I can't wait to try it out on a bunch of my projects. That's that's for sure. And even if I do a little bit of manual cleanup, I'm not too not too upset yeah. about it. But it's cool that like all the the ecosystem and vendors and, and the community kind of is, is ready. And and uh, I think that's the nice thing is even though we, you know Don and I was announced a while ago and 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 it's been open source for a while and the progress and these updates have been rolling out. It you know people have been clamoring for it, but at the same time, it's it's equally as important to have the ecosystem ready for day one. Uh, for a smooth transition. Yeah, exactly. We want to make sure that uh, bringing your projects forward is as easy as possible. And, you know, it's nothing terribly new for us, really, because we get a new iOS release every year. We get a new Android release every year, um, in addition to things happening within the Microsoft.NET ecosystem. So we are uh, no strangers to moving our projects forward, right? Um, it's it's part, part of the life cycle of mobile development, for sure. Mm-hmm. So we want to make it as easy as possible. Um, because we know that we want to start delivering a lot more uh, of the quality releases and new features and functionality. And the vehicle for us to ship those is going to be .NET 6 and .NET MAUI. Um, and then, of course, .NET 7. We're already starting to think think about that one. Um, .NET 8, it's coming. <laughs> 9, <laughs> Not too 10, soon. <laughs> 11, 15, 18. Well, that's the great thing, right? Like, because this stuff's been out for so long. I was looking back at uh, the Xamarin legacy, you know, it was like 10 years of, uh, you know, out there in production being used by, uh, you know, companies large and small. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very robust. It's durable. It survives iOS release after iOS release, Android release after release. Um, so I love working with this stuff. It's a blast. Nice. Well, I'm super excited and I know everyone else is. You can always feel free to reach out to us. You can just hit any of us up on Twitter, you know, it's down the show notes, you know, code bill, Matt, James Montemagno, David or now you can find us on the Twitters. You can ask us anything. We'll bring it back to the podcast too of a fun one next month when more previews and more updates roll out. Um, thank you, David, for the update. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a lot going on too. One big thing, um, that people may have noticed if you're on the Twitters is many of my early morning typos because apparently I don't read what I tweet from the official Xamarin account. Whoops, that's my bad. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I did an update last week. Actually, I did an update a few weeks ago talking about the Xamarin community forums. So that's a community conversation space where people have conversations and also get their questions answered. Moreover, I would say over the last few years, definitely the forums, the community forums, definitely turned into more of a Q&A aspect. There was more of a ask a question or start a discussion. I really saw it as a place that individuals and community members were looking to 
get their questions answered from a technical perspective. And many, many of our amazing community members stepped up and answered questions and helped people on their journey. And uh, one thing is that as, you know, we move into the .NET 6 world and the .NET MAUI world, how are these going to evolve? So a, a long time ago, there started another migration, if you will, which was unifying all of the forums into a singular place. So last year, we launched um, Microsoft Q&A for .NET. And this is a single place that you can go on it's on Microsoft Docs. You log in with you know your your Microsoft account, so it's not any other you know new account or anything like that. It's linked to your Microsoft Learn account, to documentation, to samples, and all that stuff. And it, it and it's set to to cover basically all of the different Microsoft products. So there's a landing uh, home hub for .NET, for Azure, for Visual Studio, for Edge, for um, you know Windows, for you know all sorts of different things. Um, advertising and security and I'm Microsoft 365 and under.net you'll find like app and web development. So you have cross-platform desktop, mobile, ASP.net and all these different things uh, inside of here. And uh, we have sort of brought all of the different things that you can build with.net and all the languages and runtimes into a single place. So if instead of creating 15 different accounts and 15 different forums to get your questions answered, everything is here for .NET and beyond .NET too, which is actually really, really cool. So a few things that just happened. Um, the the main archiving of the Xamarin Community Forums um, just took place last week. So the beginning of July, July 1st, actually is when it, when it happened. Actually, June 30th is when it happened. I didn't wait until the last day. But any of the questions or threads that had conversation on them got archived into the older MSDN forums, which are a, a landing page for all the archives. And um, what I did is I set up an aka.ms. If you go to aka.ms slash Xamarin forum dash archives, I made it short and sweet. That will take you to the MSDN archives of all the old questions and all of the URLs automatically redirect. So if you're on the Googles, or the Bings, it, and you find something, it'll redirect to that, a 301 redirect. Else, if you just go to forums.xamarin.com, that will redirect you right to the .NET on Q&A landing page. You can browse not only Xamarin Forms, uh, Xamarin Essentials, uh, Mac, Android, iOS, tvOS, but also .NET MAUI. .NET MAUI is there, so you can get your technical questions answered about .NET MAUI with all the previews. So if you're looking to build apps for iOS, iPadOS, Android, macOS, and Windows with .NET MAUI, that's where you can go, which is super cool. And it's all there. So everything is there. And, and, you know, we're sharing code across everything. So it makes sense to put some things there. This is the start of some of the unification and some new community initiatives. So the ASP.NET forums are also moving and migrating. Um, the IIS.NET ones as well. And then we have some more great community initiatives to have discussions and blogs and other things along the way. So we'll keep you updated here on the podcast, but I wanted to let everyone know that if you were going to forums.xamarin.com and you're like, whoa, it's redirected to this thing, that's where it is. And everything is there. And it's nice to see everything in one place. You got to love that, James. And it's what we should have is while it's redirecting, we should have a little picture of you waving goodbye. There and then you, you have to have the redirect <laughs> happen. <laughs> well, we had the we had the great news about .NET Maui. We have the new forums. 
4.net all up. And what else happened since we last talked was there's a big preview release of a new IDE that we all know and love called Visual Studio. Visual Studio 2022. Now, David and James, I want to ask you, you've both been around development for a while. Do you remember having to download the old versions of Visual Studio or how excited we got when you had like to have a MSDN account and um, had to go through mm. all the hoops of like mounting a DVD on Windows to get right. it. And, <laughs> it Flipping was, through the catalog of DVDs. I remember that explicitly. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it was such a pain. But now all you have to do is go download it. Super easy. And for Visual Studio 2022 Preview 1, it's mainly f- focused on the um, stability of the 64-bit platform because we've gone from 32-bit now to 64 bits. So it's preview one. It's in the very early stages of it. So give it a download, go check it out and uh, obviously report a problem if it's um, not running for you or if you run into something, but use it for day-to-day development. You can run it side by side with a Visual Studio currently. And there's also some updates to IntelliCode in there as well. So it can complete brand new IntelliCode compared to what we have now. So you can give that a run through as well so visual studio 2022 is coming it's out there now give it a download no dvds are required can you can you still get the dvd though that's you know you got me wondering can you get the dvd anywhere can you go all right hang on a second let's go bing this thing there used to be a, there used to be a way to get uh like a you can do like you can do an offline installer somehow and there's a lot of dependencies now though that's the only thing so i don't i don't know but that'd be yeah that'd be cool if you could get it David's going, you can hear his clickety clicky board. Oh, really, I know. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, where can I find an ISO image? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you have to I'm sure there's a way. That. I don't want to go to the dark web for this, but uh, I'm sure there's a way. <laughs> where there's a will. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe that some of our listeners will have to let us know if they can get it in DVD format. Blu-ray disc. Ah. But the thing is, it gets released so often. I mean, we'd be shipping DVDs all the time. That's be- true. That's true. Uh, we also had another update, though, not only just Visual Studio 2022, which I installed. I have it right on my machine right here because you can build .NET MAUI apps with it. Boom. Um, Sweeky um, from our customer advisory team. We were with Sweeky from Xamarin team before that. Put an awesome in-depth blog. This should really be a doc, a doc to be honest <laughs> with you, on how to use Chromecast in your uh, Xamarin forms. And, of course, .NET MAUI apps, actually, at the same time because it's all an app, right? So there's kind of different components, a server application, receiver application, uh, parts of it. She sort of dives through the NuGets that are available. It's part of Google Play service on Android and also Google iOS casts that are available. There are bindings that have been done for a long time. So they're already there. And she walks through essentially how to set it up, how to integrate it, how to cast content um, and integrate it into your application. So if, if you have a media application, you can set it up and you can cast it to your TV, to any device that supports uh, Chromecasting uh, in general, like any Android TV device, and boom, you're good to go. It's it's a little bit of code, obviously, on the native side, but you know you can abstract it, you can easily do some stuff. And it's, it's minimal code if you want that type of deep engagement into your app. So definitely check that out. Um, in the show notes. Yeah, I think these blog posts are fun when they really get down into the uh, nitty gritty mm-hmm. because it's not very often that you have to do something like this, but when you see it work and you actually implement it yourself, it's kind of like the wow factor when you see your 
application running on the TV or the stuff that you're mm-hmm. pushing or I guess Chromecasting to well, a TV. And you know, like David is always is coming on talking about updates to to Maui, and we're always talking about like you know different UI components and things like that. But there's other things that people. You, you know, you have the capability when, when we say it's, you know, native, you have the capability to do this stuff. And I think that's the important aspect of it is that showing the possibility kind of can, can open up your mind and say, oh, you know, it's not, you know, like Sam reforms and Maui and the core technology is not just about building UIs cross platform. It's about integrating into the underlying platforms to unlock its potential. Absolutely. And it's, it's really cool. I like it. It's, a, it's, a, it's, you're right, James, it should be a doc, but it's go through it and it's super, super neat, super cool. And I didn't even know that you could Chromecast from an iOS device. I yeah. have no idea, but you can, you can do it and find out, read it to find out how. Bam. So yeah, James, David brings us to the cloud news and cloud um, news. I, cloud it's a cloud news. News. we we should, we should give this a, um, we have to up the podcast and we change this over to the .NET Maui podcast. Every new segment, we're going to have to give a bumper music to help. What do you guys think about that? I'm in. Good. Oh, so for cloud news, would it be like, uh, I don't know, some wind blowing, some, <laughs> some lightning and thunder sounds? Yeah. What, maybe what you, like the wind chimes mind? going. And for the, for the Maui segment, we could have some ocean waves crashing, you know, nicely at the beach. Can I put you in the mood? Mm. <laughs> Come on, let's take outside the box. Like, imagine dragons would be like, for, for like cloud, it's like lightning and the thunder. No. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't cost anything to, to royalty no, no. that one. Can we have <laughs> you record it. and sing it, please? Yeah, please. I think that's... It's like a weird owl type of situation going on here. <laughs> you could probably do the music all like on your switch or something. Couldn't you? Isn't there like a app there for is. that? There's like a yeah, piano app. I like mm, it. Maybe I'm in. With Let's like do a it. Zelda uh, ocarina type thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm in. Done. All right. Everybody tune in next month and tell all your friends. It's, it's not happening. Be a wild not, show. No, I'm not, not that <laughs> talented. I'm not that talented. You're overselling me. We have a month. You have a month of practice. Ah, well, what's your cloud all news? Right. All right, some cloud news. All right, so coming up, and this is going to be dated, so you're going to have to do it. Listen to this show really quick. But next Monday, ah, it's going to be it's going to be recorded, so doesn't matter when you listen to this. Is that we have an Azure Functions Discover Open API event, mm-hmm. and so Open APIs we uh, discussed, I think, last month, is what that does. It describes a web API. So it's both human readable, so you can take a look at this web API and know what it does, know what kind of parameters it accepts, know what it returns, and also so a machine can read it, and it generates like a swagger, um, like a test website. So you can actually call the web API from a <laughs> web app itself. And and I'm sure you, if you've uh, subscribed or used any, any um, API services, you've seen these swagger test uh, harnesses out there. And that all comes from an open API document. All right. Azure Functions now supports open API. And on Monday, we're going to have a hour long show talking about how that was developed and how you can use it. There's going to be a keynote on it. And it's going to be, I'm going to be moderating the chat so you can tune in, ask me any questions about it. And yeah, hour long Azure Functions, Discover Open API. It's going to be super interesting. I can't wait to hear about how the some of the in-depth of how they actually created this for um, Azure Functions. Obviously, it's going to be HTTP-based function um, open API stuff. But yeah, I'm interested in it. Um, and it's going to be recorded, so it'll be live on forever. 
And it's just something really cool that you uh, check out to learn about open API stuff. So no longer it needs to just resolve around a like a .NET web API. You can put it really anywhere you want now, as long as that anywhere is Azure Functions. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, also, before we get to even more cool stuff, um, put out a new video with one of our MVPs, Alan Ritchie. Uh, he's releasing Shiny 2.0. If you don't know about Shiny, it's an awesome cross-platform library for .NET. If you're building Xamarin or .NET MAUI applications, it lets you do all sorts of sort of advanced cross-platform scenarios, such as push notifications, um, notifications in general, um, logging if you're using like App Center and use the iLogging framework. It also does um, background tasks. It does geofencing. It does a whole bunch of good stuff, kind of like the extra extras of beyond the essentials of Xamarin Essentials, right? So it does even more than that. It's a, it's a really great um, library to take a look at. Uh, I've used it in a few of my applications in which I've needed different background updates and things like that. Background jobs and job scheduling. So if you need to, you know, download and ping data every 15 minutes, you can use that too. So definitely check that out. It's available on the Xamarin YouTube and Channel 9, of course. So definitely check that out. But Matt, before we get to the out of here, what is your Azure service of the month? Azure service of the month. Nice preview for what our theme music is going to be next month for this. Um, so this one is going to be very appropriately named Azure Traffic Manager. Oh, which, for when you're driving your car. Yes. Yep. It controls the stoplights for you so you can get to your next destination Perfect. very quickly. Yep. Actually, it does. Yeah. It controls the stoplights of the internet so you, your users' requests get to your web service very quickly. And so you can kind of sort of think of it as a load balancer but it does even more. So what it can do is that it can send um, like routing methods. So let's say you want to have geographic routing methods. So you're over here on the West Coast of the US and you want all, all um, requests originating on the West Coast of the US go to one endpoint, set up a rule, a profile is it called, you can do that. Or a priority and service endpoint where you just want to have one that is the number one, like you really have it juiced up and it has a lot of power behind it you know mm. it's just you know you put a lot of money behind it and it's the number one endpoint that you want to have serve everywhere but you can have so all requests go to that but you can have backup endpoints just in case that one goes down and uh, like weighted endpoints where it's kind of similar to that where like this one endpoint you want to have rated 75 and you have another one like 20 and another one five and based on that is where requests go so long story short it's a traffic manager for where traffic comes in and routes your routes at the various endpoints based on rules that you set up. So neat um, when you have, when you're pushing your stuff over to production and that's going to be um, heavily trafficked, which when we're writing mobile apps, most likely we're going to have a backend. And because .NET Maui is going to make our apps super, super popular, our backends are going to be super, super taxed. We're going to need traffic manager to help out. Got to manage that traffic. Oh, my goodness. I'm definitely going to go check that out for all of my applications. David, Matt, I'm so excited for the future of this podcast, but also for cross-platform development with .NET. That is going to do it for this month's Xamarin Podcast. Please check out all of the awesome other content that has been going on on this podcast in this RSS feed. There's been awesome interviews and updates about awesome things that 
customers and developers have been building with .NET and Xamarin and soon .NET MAUI. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. So until next time, this has been your Xamarin Podcast. <laughs>